My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. I'm so excited that you listened to this podcast. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, it would be dope if you listened to the first episode first, but hey, <laughs> there are no rules here, Cynthia. And if it's not your first time, thank you so much for being part of this tribe. Of course, remember you can catch this podcast on social media at Legally Clueless Podcast. That's on Instagram. I've put a link to the page in the description of this episode and if you want to chit chat about the podcast I want to eavesdrop (laughs) especially if you post it on Twitter please use the hashtag legally clueless I am so excited for this particular episode because it features a story by somebody who I deeply respect I deeply admire I'm so inspired by her and her story is just so timely listen to this I'm from Nairobi Kenya a place called Kangemi born and raised a place called Third Third World God's Forgotten People my old man used to work at Intercon back then and then my mom was a stay home mom and then when we get to town you're hungry but she could only buy a packet of fries and maybe we were like three I got laid off a few months ago I was asking God okay what next Missy I do not know what you want with me right now and Okay, where do I feel like crying? How I heard about me being laid off, I was told the HR wanted to see me. She called me again and she was like, Shakes, you need to come to the office because HR needs to see you. And I was like, am I being fired? So I looked at the assistant and I was like, is that why you've called me here? <laughs> is that the reason why you've called me here? You're firing me. <laughs> you've called me to fire me. <laughs> so no matter how many times I fall, I just know I'll hack. Definitely a story you want to listen to. It's timely and it's just so magical whenever somebody comes onto this podcast, tells a story and allows themselves to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? But anyway, let me not give away too much. So this might be a short episode. I'm not sure. It's just that I'm not in an okay (laughs) space. (laughs) Okay, for two reasons. One, I'm just fed up of my laptop, first and foremost. I've spoken about it before. So what happens is whenever there's a Windows update, the laptop refuses to restart, which is just, I don't, I don't understand it. And it seems like it's taking people a long time to fix it. <laughs> but hopefully this week it's going to be fixed once and for all because it's getting a bit exhausting. But the only good reason about this time is that I backed up everything (laughs) and I have two extra laptops so honestly it's not as bad as that first time when the laptop wouldn't start up I hadn't backed up quite a bit (laughs) right now I'm kind of okay I'm kind of okay and my equipment so I use a USB microphone I just plug it into whatever laptop and I downloaded the software that I use (laughs) (laughs) on all laptops let me tell you that last time the laptop refused to start ah it was so traumatic but because i'm a planner i hate waking up and thinking that things are going to go a certain way because of plans that they should go a certain way and then technology just does its thing i i really dislike it even though i have like contingency plans and everything still runs smoothly oh i don't know if you're a planner you understand what i'm saying the second thing that's and maybe that's the reason why i'm just overreacting over this stupid laptop i i think i'm having one of those grief dips yeah that's what i'm gonna call it it sounds 
accurate to call it that because grief like manifests differently. I feel like my grief is very constant. It's there every minute of every day. I think of my mother, in case you don't know, my mom passed away in 2013. But I think about her every single day. There'll be something that comes up and I'll think about her. And so the grief is constantly there, but it just manifests differently. So sometimes it's a memory that I can laugh about and just be like, oh, that was a good time. Sometimes I remember some wisdom she shared or something like that. And then there's sometimes I'm just like angry that she's not here. And then there's sometimes that I want to cry. And there's sometimes like today where I'm a bit in the middle, I can't really put a name or label on the emotion I'm feeling. I just know it's like an emptiness. Well, I'm more aware of the emptiness. I can't explain emotionally, like the tag I'll put on it emotionally, but for sure, for sure, I am feeling some type of way. So how I knew it is I had the strangest dream this week. I dreamt my sisters and I, so I have two sisters, Anne-Marie and Amanda. I dreamt that we went on a trip to Diani. And we'd gone on a girl's trip just to relax. And like one of my sisters, Amanda, was giving us a hard time. So we kept moving from resort to resort because she needed one where she can sleep the whole night without tossing and turning. (laughs) It's funny now, but in the dream, I was just like, this chick, what's up? And then at a point in the dream, one of my exes wrote a full A4 exercise book long letter. Does that make sense? Like the entire book was one long letter and in the letter he's just talking about why he needed to be allowed to be on this trip (laughs) anyway so i have this dream jump onto the whatsapp group with my sisters i'm just like you will not believe what i dreamt last night so i tell them and then just through the conversation what we remembered or i don't know whether we all remembered it was just me and my thoughts but i remembered that my mom had wanted us to go to india my sisters, her and I, for a family vacation because we'd never done that. And so she'd been to India once for work and she really loved it. And so she was really adamant in 2012 into 2013, she really wanted us to go to India on a girl's trip. I low-key think my mom, not low-key, I am sure my mom knew she was dying because the trip was one thing that she wanted to happen, but she also wanted us to have a photo shoot, which she actually like planned and executed to the point of like she got a makeup artist, Barbara Manishi, who is one of the top photographers in Kenya. I remember she was doing True Love magazine photography back in the day. I don't know about now, but yeah, so we we had a whole decked out photo shoot. I remember my sisters and I just being like, hey, this chick, like she really loves herself. Like we were joking about it like that. But in hindsight, I think my mom wanted us to have memories, not only the actual photographs, but just memories in terms of these things we were doing together towards the end. Yeah, so I don't know, like, can you imagine grief gets triggered by the weirdest things? A dream where an ex is writing me an exercise book full (laughs) of a letter because he has to go to Diani, probably on my dime because he is a cheapskate. But (laughs) can you imagine that that dream is what triggered this grief dip that I'm, you know, kind of trying to navigate? So what happens is it's triggered, right? Now, everything else I go through, good or bad, gets rounded off to this grief dip. 
<laughs> I like how I've made that an official term. So the next thing is actually good news because the 30th of September is International Podcast Day. And there is a 24-hour live stream event with speakers from 21 different countries. I am one of the speakers, so I'm going to be representing Kenya. And I also happen to be the only African woman making a presentation on this day. So it's a huge monumental thing. I'm happy about it. But the grief dip is like knocking. Hello. <laughs> we know you're proud of yourself and everything, but uh, just let us in. And of course, I start feeling like the one person who would be as proud of me as I am and who really should have gotten a chance to be here because there are certain things and sacrifices she did that have allowed me to be where I am today. So I, I wanted her to see the fruits of everything she did for me. She's not here, so she can't enjoy these, uh, what, I, what would I call this? These moments, right? She can't enjoy these moments with me. And so something that is beautiful, which is representing my country in this thing, becomes tainted by grief. So strange. And so I want to vent about all of these things. And I'm just like, also with venting, the only person who I would trust, who would be calm, even though I'm sharing stressful things, who is smart enough to give me like direction is not here. So it's like a loop. You get what I mean? It's, it's just, so that's why I don't even have an actual label to express what exactly I'm feeling. It's just, mm. <laughs> we'll just call it a grief dip. I don't know. I don't know. But that's where I'm at. And so I was just like, I don't know. Maybe like right now, I'll just be like, I'm finished with this episode. <laughs> Let it just go out the way it is, you know. But no, I, I really want you to hear the story in this episode. So we're going to keep on pushing. But before we get to... 100 African stories in this episode, I really want you to check out the song of the week because it is beautiful. Why I say it is at the very beginning of the song, it starts with these words, searching for balance, praying for clarity. I was just like, yep, <laughs> mark me present. Eh? And there's a point where she sings, think we control the shit, but we don't. And... <sighs> I don't know. It's it's so it's so real. So the name of the song, let me give you the name of the song so it makes more sense. The name of the song is Human. So it's H-U space M-A-N. I've put a link to the video in the description. It is by Green T. Peng. It's just watch the video first and foremost. It's just art. And the song, please listen to the lyrics. It's so it's just so real. <laughs> I feel like it could be the legally clueless theme song because that's where I was creating this podcast from, a place of acknowledging that a huge part of being human is not knowing and not being in control, right? Uh, just listen to it. Just listen to it. And if you wonder why I don't play the actual song of the week in the podcast, I think it's important to respect creatives and what they create. I do not know the copyright laws I wouldn't want to play something on here and it doesn't benefit the person who created it. So until I'm clear on that, <laughs> you'll just have to keep hitting that link in the description and going to listen to the song on a platform where the creator of this art actually gets some benefit. So yeah, let's jump into 100 African stories though. The story in this episode um, highlights 
a ripple effect of COVID where we've seen this happen in different industries, people getting pay cuts, people getting laid off in the media industry. Yes, there's COVID, but part of me also knows that especially media houses here in Kenya, they didn't adapt to the changing market. And so that plus COVID is the reason for the downtime and which is why they have to kind of restructure their organizations. It's not a tier COVID thing only because like there's some media houses one week into COVID, they were already announcing pay cuts. And I'm just like, I <laughs> COVID has done a lot like in Apple. <laughs> one of the ripple effects, of course, is losing your job. And we know many people who are currently trying to navigate through this. There's actually an article that I am going to share a link to in the description. It's by Terian Chabet, who also lost her job back in 2016. She was prepping for her show. If you do not know her, she's at the time she was a TV anchor. She was a business news TV anchor, really magnificent at her job. And in 2016, she was prepping for a show. She was called by her boss to be informed that, A, we need to let go of you. I do know her personally. She is amazing. Her energy is dope. We did a True Love magazine cover together back in the day. When was that actually? I can't even remember the year, but it's probably like three, four years ago. And of course, I've met her a couple of times after that. But she wrote an article on her Medium page where she shared tips on what to do when you lose your job. Some of the tips are to do with finances and there's some really, really good tips in there. So check out the link in the description, maybe for yourself, if this is something that you're dealing with now or you know somebody who could gain from that article. But back to the story in this episode, Shicks, oh my God, I absolutely love this young lady. I first saw her on a TV show back in the day because one of the many talents she has is acting. And I always thought her character was so captivating because it was so flawlessly real. It was like she was just being herself. And then fast forward to a couple of years later, I interviewed her while I was at Kiss FM on the show I was presenting on. And her energy was just amazing. You know, it's one of those times where you meet someone for the first time and you're just like, I really want to be friends with this person, but I don't want to be a weirdo. <laughs> as an adult and start asking, hey, can we be friends? <laughs> anyway, so I recently just asked her to share her story on this podcast. And when she said yes, I was so excited. I didn't know what story she was going to share. What I did know, though, that it was definitely going to be inspiring. And that it is. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. Wanjiko Karanja is my name, or Shiks. And um, I'm from Nairobi, Kenya, a place called Kangemi, born and raised, a place called Third, Third World, God's Forgotten People. <laughs> anyway, we give it that nickname because um, before you get to our place in Kangemi, like you, wow, it's a stretch. It's a long stretch. Recently, actually, is when to Lake Walami, is when now we had the road uh, tarmacked. But right now, because of everyone, how the population is, it's no longer there now. <laughs> the Vibandas <laughs> all over. <laughs> so you can't even tell. But born and raised in Kangemi, proud, um, schooled in Westlands Primary, then went to Nakuru, boarding school, class six. Then high school, I went to a school called Mirithu. A lot happened 
I left in Form 1, I went to Embo. So I boarded since two, 1999 to 2005. <laughs> so if I'd say I know how it is to be like to just and there's a lot that I appreciate about life. Um, like a few days ago, I was just sitting down and I was like, you know what, there's some things that we don't have in life. And there's some things that you actually blame your parents for, but you don't. You, if, if you could understand then what they were going through, then you would know that they did everything that they could. Well, I'm speaking on my behalf, yeah, because I'm sure for some people it's different. So as for me, back in the day when we were young, I never used to understand how our folks... Well, my, my, my old man used to work um, at Intercon back then. And then my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So I never used to understand how, if we needed to go to town, like she wouldn't go with all of us or she would leave some of us behind. And then when we get to town, um, you're hungry, you want to eat, but she could only buy a packet of fries and maybe we were like three and we would share it. So no soda, nothing. It's just a packet of fries and we'll share it. So you become pissed. I used to become really pissed and I was like, why are we sharing a packet of fries? Why can't you buy everyone to have their own packet? Or I share with my sister or my brother and you have yours. I never used to understand that then. Or Menda Mahali, you've gone somewhere and they cannot afford to do some things. December holidays, our neighbors used to get outfits, new outfits for Christmas and stuff. For some of us, it was my old man would go for their books first. Come January, you're going back to school. And then we were three. I was the last born then. My sister came in 1996. So before 96, when was the last born? <laughs> I used to look at things and I was like, why? Like, why can't you not offer this when we ask for it? Why can't you, you know? And only a few days ago, I was like, I was watching, uh, my sister was abroad. Uh, she had, they had to relocate because they had got a job there. I was looking at my nieces. They don't want to be there. I, don't, I think I'm mixing my tenses. But <laughs> She's there now. And my nieces are there as well. But they're not comfortable in the place. Because also because of um, COVID. And also, not racism per se, but it's just like communica the communication barrier. Yeah, mm -hmm. communication barrier. It's a problem. It's French all through. So you cannot communicate. I went to visit them there in January and honestly, I was like, yo. So I get to the airport, the security is there and they want to check my, my luggage and I'm there. And he's saying something and I don't know French and I'm like, Anglais, Anglais. <laughs> he just looked at me and told me, go. They don't have time to start translating for you. you. You don't understand. You need to understand. Something of the sort with my nieces complaining about being there. They want to come back home. You end up appreciating where you are. You appreciate where you've been raised. Back to my story. I got laid off a few months ago. And I was asking God, okay, what next? What next? What do I do? It's not like I've achieved what I really wanted to achieve at a certain uh, at a certain age. But I'm not complaining. But at the same time, it's too abrupt. I know I wanted to resign. I know I wanted to call it quits. But not this one. I think it was just a shocker. Eventually, I was okay. And I would say, you know what? It's fine. God will provide. And then it hit me to, back to my story now when I was a child. My mom could not afford buying two packets of fries. And that's why she would even get angry by telling us we cannot go to we cannot go with her to town because she couldn't afford. She wouldn't want to be embarrassed because one, we would be very upset, especially me. I'd be very upset. Or even I would say I don't want to eat. Just because she couldn't afford another packet of fries. 
So there was that bit. It makes me realize you need to appreciate the little that you're getting. It doesn't matter whether it's a hundred or it's fifty or it's ten or it's nothing. My childhood, I cannot say I suffered, but I look back and I'm like, they struggled. My parents struggled. There's a time even I told my mom, I wish I knew. I wish I would understand. I could have understood back then. I wouldn't pressure you. Utopelekitaon. I wouldn't because I know how it 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 hurt her then. So even now she will joke about it and she was like, "Do you know how I used to get upset? Do you know how I used to cry?" And I was there wondering, I only have a hundred shillings, so I've bought fries and me bakisha fair. Mpaka I used to cry. Just it would cry and I was like, "Guy Lord, I I'm sorry. I didn't know. I was a child." I'm sorry. I thank God where I am right now. It's not where I used to be. I'm in Fungulia Milongo mob. I don't know. To be honest, I always say it's his grace because Adele, I won't tell you how I ended up on radio. I do not know. But a door opened and I grabbed it and Nika, Nika Fanya, the best I called. TV happened on my end. I don't know how. I just know I used to love acting. I just know I used to enjoy entertaining people making people laugh but i i cannot call myself a comedian people end up laughing and i'm like it was funny and i remember being on stage and now this is a live audience back at heartstrings and people used to enjoy my acting but i would sit down when we were doing the content creation i'd sit down and guys would come up with ideas guys would come up with lines and i'm blank i'm blank to some point where i'd ask the director do you think i need to be in this scene because i don't have anything to say and you'd like no stay there you always come up with something so you stay there and at times i used to feel and yeah, even when guys used to call themselves okay fine this is a creative team i'd remove myself from that because i don't think i am they say something and you're like wow i wish i would have said it that way you're like whatever i say is not good enough whatever i do is not good enough but my friends are doing it actually way better radio i used to look at how guys used to present and admit i'd beat myself up for it because i know i can do it but am i doing the right thing really am i doing how it's supposed to be done am i delivering it am i am i good enough you know enough times i used to beat myself up and i was like you know my friends actually used to intervene and be like shakes imagine you're good on air and i tell them imagine no i don't think so because my co-host he's really good to be honest adele i'll tell you something about and i think this is where i'll say it i don't know that i should say it or not but i took up a job reggae not because i knew reggae but i told god you know what this is an opportunity it has been given to me can i do it yes i can and I'll do it. And I was like, I don't know anything about reggae. I do not know. <laughs> this is the first time I'm talking about it. And maybe I'll be bashed about it. But I didn't. I didn't know. I did not know. I learned. I learned. And I was good at it. And I became good at it. And I'd learn every day. I made it my job to learn. And I learned. I think it took me like a few months. And I was good at it. I made a few blunders, of course, on radio, on air. I did a couple. But I, I managed and that's why I've been on radio seven years because I learned my thing. I told God, you know what, job. Missy I do not know what you want with me right now. And okay, where do I feel like crying? I do not know. <laughs> I was like, you know what, God women pate chance. You've given me this opportunity. I do not know how to do a show. Yes, I was on radio, but I was a sports anchor. I don't even know how I caught that also, but I did it and now here I am. Hot 96, a radio presenter. I just did it. Here I am seven years later. I may have gotten laid off, but maybe also it was about time. When I got laid off, 
Guys were not even telling me, yo, Sheiks, sorry. Guys were like, uh-uh. It was about time, Sheiks. You were too comfortable. Sheiks, you were comfortable. Seven years. Still doing radio, beginning of this year. When I went back to work, I was actually from leave. I had just, I was, uh, I'd come from visiting my sister. So now I had to go back to work. And I was like, Ugh. I had so much, um, how do I put it? I was too frustrated. That is now last year, 2019. So January, I had said, you know what? New beginnings. I'm going to start afresh. Positive vibes. But come the DD of me to go, of going back to work, I was like, not now. Can I extend with a week? I even called my boss. I was like, can I extend with one week? Uh, yeah, shakes. It's about time you came back to work. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm ready, but it's all good. It's fine. I'll come back. I went back to work and I was like, yo, do I need to be here really? Am I giving my all? Are my bosses okay? Because also, it was it was not it was not good because I kept jumping from show to show. So I was losing relevance on my show. Because I did, since July last year, I was on people's shows. I wasn't on my show. And fans were asking, Sheik's where is Sheik's? Sheik's are quapi. kwa show. We want her back on the show. Where is she? As in, I used to go to work in fear. In the sense that I want everything to be perfect. So that I do not end up being blamed for something that I've done, I've worked hard for, but it's not being appreciated. So I used to really feel like I I was not enough, I was not good enough for it. And most of the time, I'd stay home. The times I'd actually get sick and I'd go to hospital and they'd say, I'm sick, but I'm not sick. There's nothing wrong with you, but we can tell. I used to have migraines. My God, enough. There are times even when my voice will just go. And you're like, why? <laughs> why? Why? And kumba, it's just ni tension, ni, ni stress. Ni stress ilikuwa na maliza. And then I had lost weight. I had lost weight. Right now I've gained weight. Mbaka, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I had lost so much weight to the point that even... My mom now, there's some drugs that I should take so that at least, yeah, it was really bad. Before I got laid off, it's like I knew it. To be honest, I would feel it. And there's a time I was with my friends and I told them, let me tell you, I don't think I'm here for long. I saw, and even when I got laid my friend asked me, you knew? Did you know? I told them, I don't think I'll be here for long. Somehow, clearly, it's like I was being prepared for it. Because how I heard about me being laid off, I was told the HR wanted to see me. It was a phone call from my boss. The HR wanted to see me and I was like, why? Why I've never had any issues with HR. Why now? Why? And it it was after now we had started doing the shifts thing. Like we could we couldn't all be in the studio. So one week in, my co-host the other week, Ivo. Yes, because of COVID. So uh, I panicked. Like of late since 2018, I started having panic attacks. So I was panicking. I couldn't do anything. My sister was so upset because she was looking at my younger sister now. She was looking at me and she was like, are you okay? I was shaking. I couldn't breathe at times. I, was, I kept calling my is everything okay? Just tell me what's going on. And she was like, no, just just come to the office. I sent my show prep. She called me again and she was like, Sheikhs, you need to come to the office because HR needs to see you. And I was like, am I being fired? <laughs> and she was like, Sheikhs, just come to the office. I called her immediate boss. Is everything okay? <laughs> and I was like, it's okay, Sheikhs, just come to work. Everything is okay. So I was okay. So when he told me that, I was like, okay, fine. Maybe it's just something. Maybe it's medical cover. Maybe it's just, I don't know, something. So I went. I went actually straight to the HR's office. And when I got there, I saw a few people and I was like, okay. It's never this full. What's going on? So I look at another lady. She used to do, she was a, a guesser. 
FM. I looked at her and she was really upset. And I saw her holding an envelope and I was like, what's going on? Are you okay? Because that was just me at work. I used to say hi to everyone. I don't even know their names, but I could say hi to everyone. And I saw she was upset and I was like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And she was like, shiks. Ujui? I was like, Sijui Nini? People are getting laid off. And I was like, what? So I looked at the assistant and I was like, is that why you've called me here? <laughs> is that the reason why you've called me here? You're firing me? <laughs> you've called me to fire me? <laughs> and I was like, unfortunately, Sheikhs, people are getting laid off, but Mtenge kwa HR and everything shall be explained to you. And I was like, okay, what was the criteria? What was the criteria? Is it, is it just COVID, really? Because already there was a 20-30% that you guys were chomoying. So is it? And I was like, I can't say much, Sheikhs. Just, just wait. Those were the worst 30 minutes of my life because I could see people walking and walk out and I'm next. It was the worst. I couldn't cry. Somehow I was okay, but somehow I was not okay. It was just a confusing moment for me. I went in. HR says, hi. She's like, yo, I know you've had uh, what was going on. And I was like, yeah, I've had. Um, so it's how it is. This is, uh, unfortunately, we have to let you go. I was like, it's okay. Like, what to say, what to do, you know, it's fine. Uh, I understand. And she was like, so, Zilema Solitum to Lizwa, the usual questions, hey, do you have any loan anywhere? Do you have all those? And I was like, I'm okay. She was like, ah, fine. We are serving you this notice. Right now, you're on, what is that name? Leave. Something. Leave. Mm, I've forgotten the name. <laughs> in the name so i called in work and i was like i can't go to my last show today i can't just try and just tell people that's it yeah. i'm going i'm leaving that's it no they're like no unfortunately no that one you have to last with your boss with your immediate boss and i was like wow okay so so i left i went i went uh, across the road there's a club called the q lounge before it was shut down government uh, covid issues so yeah i went there nikaka met with a few people took my beers <laughs> i was still sulking but i was okay someone Till date, I usually say, hey, Jenny Gunga. It has never hit me because I was fine. Yes, it was confusing. I didn't expect it that fast, but it happened, Gunga. I was out, I think, 2019, January, I think, because me was done. I was done. And my friends were like, Sheikhs, you were comfortable. So that's you being told, you know what? On to the next. And I was like, fine, on to the next, which is, which is. I had thought of doing so many things online, but... Just the thought of me thinking about it in Anpatia Wasiwasi and then I stopped. And my pal told me, we spoke with her yesterday and she was like, it's called something paralysis. Something paralysis, like, you know what you want to do, but just the thought of it, you just freak out. And that's where I am right now. I really want to do a lot. There's what I want to do. There's what I know I am doing, but I think it's how to execute it. It freaks me out. I panic. My, my brain just freezes. Niko hapo, but the fact that I've come, honestly, Adele, I appreciate it. A girl raised in Kangemi, all the way to rubbing shoulders with people who are really well known, which I thank God for it because the same same people have come to be good friends who have helped me in so many ways, which I'm really appreciative of. You know, as in, I thank God. I just. Every time I just, when I go home, I just say, you know what, God, thank you. Because I don't know. At Akesha Sijui, I do not know. But somehow I just relate. I relate with all these people. I relate with what I'm doing. I learn every day. I always say, it's not me to plan. God has better plans. And the fact that you've given it your all, you've done your best. And it worked. Doesn't matter whether it worked for five minutes, it worked for ten seconds. It worked. 
it made you smile at some point do not regret that now on to the next and also just god mbele like for me i think it's just being raised my dad is a he's really strict when it comes to church and god same as his mother my late grandmother so i always put god first and i know he has a way there there's something i always believe that no matter how many setbacks no matter how many times i fall i just know i'll hack one way or another it may not be soon enough but i know there's there's light at the end of the tunnel sijui sijui na api naenda to be honest adel i hate the question where people always ask so when where after 5 years where do you see yourself and I'm, i don't know it's one day at a time i do not know after 5 years where i'll be hopefully like you said alive but doing bigger things better things learning because we keep learning each and every day you cannot say i've learned everything it's a day at a time for me it's a step at a uh, one step at a time and just putting my faith up there because i know with god all things are possible catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless Wasn't that just so inspiring? It's always so magical when a storyteller comes on this podcast and just allows themselves to be vulnerable and be real about where they're at in that present moment. It's beautiful. You know, I identified with so many things she said in her story, especially the point where she's talking about when she really didn't like her job and she'd be sickly, having panic attacks, her voice would just be disappearing. I remember that point while we were recording. I was like, "Me too, me too." <laughs> so funny how the things that are happening in your mental manifest physically right you always think you have control over your thoughts but really your thoughts have control over you i also just want to spend a bit of time on fear of failure because that came up in the story and it's something that has paralyzed me on more than one occasion fear of failure when i'm about to start a new project is real And so I had to tell myself that it's absolutely normal. And then what I've learned over time especially through using my Mind Shift app, which I'll put a link to in the description of this episode. It's an app that was made specifically for those of us who've been diagnosed with anxiety and it uses cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, so that's the foundation most of the exercises on that app are built on and one of the things it's taught me through restructuring my thoughts is when i have these fears like fear of failure that i should first define what failure would look like for that particular project or the thing that i'm so worried about failing and then after defining what failure looks like it'll be very clear to me what i have the power over right so do i have the power to reduce the chances of it failing does it require me to learn a skill or outsource a skill does it require me to research more so then i'm very clear on what i have control over and what i <laughs> even if i get anxious about it and get fearful about it it's it's above me now remember that meme <laughs> It's above me now, sir. <laughs> no, but seriously, also to just keep reminding myself that if I do fail, allow myself some time to just feel it. Failure stings. It doesn't feel nice. So, allow myself to feel it, short amount of time not to prolong it, and then allow myself to learn from it and then keep moving. So, I don't know if that's going to help you if fear of failure is something you're going through. I only share because I know how paralyzing fear of failure is it's just oh 
is the worst. So remember, you two can share maybe a song that you'd want on the song of the week or your story demo because you want to share your story on this podcast. You can share all that to the Legally Clueless hotline number, which is plus two, five, four. Hey, I am yet to. <laughs> I'm yet to memorize this number, Jamini. Okay, give me a second. Uh, hey, where is such? Oh. There we go. Plus 254-768-628-790. So in terms of wanting to share your story on this podcast, all you have to do is record a one-minute story demo. You can do that via WhatsApp audio note. Telling me a bit about the story you want to share, send it to that number, and we shall take it from there. Another thing, though, because this is like our fun, happy, safe space. If you listen to an episode of the podcast and you resonate with it, you find it relatable and you want to share something about that, you can also send me a WhatsApp audio note to the Legally Clueless hotline number. Hi Adele, um, I'm fine. I uh, hope you had a great week. I found episode 70 basically, you know, very powerful, hard-hitting and so raw. You know, you have me in awe of, you know, your work and how you have this incredible platform and you reach many, many people of all ages because um, even I'm 17 and um, in fact, the the entire podcast itself i love how it's honest passionate and just generally raw like these are people from different walks of life different ages it's just so beautiful you know how you are able to find these people and collaborate with them and you know just share their stories pretty much in all of your works. Oh man, thank you so much. These messages that you send really do warm my heart. I wish you knew, you know, just coming off the back of your failure. I really didn't expect this podcast to be relatable to so many people. And I was just, ah, let me not get in my feels because <laughs> I'm already in such an emotional space. But I just know it, it really means so much to me it really means so much to me so thank you thank you for the positive messages the positive vibes uh let me not start <laughs> let me not start crying you know then my tears are always ready for action <laughs> i can just feel them now like hey are we up are we up <laughs> Is this our time to shine? So just know I'm very thankful. Episode 70 was, yes, a doctor and his Superman. Big shout out to Musa for being so vulnerable about his grief. I remember that particular episode helped me understand quite a few things about my own grief. So yeah, that, that was a definitely a powerful episode. So remember, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, new episodes go up every Monday online. And this podcast is syndicated on Trace Radio in Kenya. You can catch it there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. and at 8 p.m. as well. I'll put a link to the Trace Radio website because it has a list of all the frequencies and you can also stream the podcast there. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.